Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Dr. Shannon Ritchie. I'm happy you're here today. Today we're going to talk about running. And to be honest, I've gotten a lot of requests for this topic, but I've kind of been avoiding it because I know that there are a lot of people who are diehard runners and maybe, you know, get a little offended when I talk about my opinion about this, which is totally understandable, but we're going to break it down today. But before we do, if you listen to this podcast and you love it, or if you get any kind of value out of it, if you would please write me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would mean so much to me. I really try to make this information concise and digestible without any ads, without any intro music, without any fancy editing. So um, it's all just so that I can help you all um, be healthier in your body. So if you could please write me a rating and review, that would be amazing. And then second thing is that in the show notes from here on out, I will add seven of my classes that you can take for free. Um, if you're not ready to join Evlo and you want to try the classes, you want to try the method, you can click the link. I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes. You can click the link, put in your email. It's all the classes are sent directly to your email and you can take those classes over and over again. Um, a lot of people will take them for, you know, every week for a long time and see great results. So, um, Again, that all of that is in the show notes. If you want to join, you don't have to put in a credit card. Um, you just you get them for free. It's kind of my gift to you all. And again, trying to spread this message. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk about running. Running has been glorified in the fitness industry. And to be honest, my opinion, based on everything I've learned, the research I've done, the clients I've worked with, I think running is over-glorified in the fitness industry. And I know this is a hot topic and by no means do I mean to offend anyone. I will try to meet you runners halfway with this podcast as much as I can. So today I'll talk about a few things. I'll talk about if you are a runner and you're not ready to give up running, how to incorporate strength training into your running routine and why to incorporate strength training into your running routine. I'll talk about why I prefer walking to running from a mechanical standpoint. I'll talk about how, um, too much running can affect your central nervous system and potentially delay muscle growth. And then I'll also talk about why um, running to burn calories or lose weight really isn't very effective. So I want to start by saying that I do have a certain bias against running. I am not a huge fan of running because I do think that there are smarter ways to move your body that are less repetitive and more beneficial to your cardiovascular system and your muscular system. And I'll explain why in this podcast. However, I will say that you runners who love it, I totally understand. I've talked to so many runners who run for other reasons than just from a fitness standpoint. You know, maybe they run because it's meditative. It clears their head. It's stress reducing. Um, if those are your reasons, I think those are awesome reasons. And by no means do I want to discourage you from doing it. This podcast is just more for people who think they quote unquote need to run because they're trying to get fit or lose weight. Um, again, I just think that there are better ways that will save you time and save you, um, and just be more effective than just start picking up a running habit. Cause I know so many people are like, I need to get fit. I'm going to go strap on my tennis shoes and go out and run 10 miles. Um, so we're going to break that down today. I often get asked, first, I want to talk to you runners who are like, I'm not going to give up running. I want to add it in. So let's talk about that real quick before we get into kind of the reasons why I don't love running. So I often get asked how to incorporate running into your workouts. I first like to ask, okay, so why are you running? And if it's because you think you'll lose weight or get more fit or burn off what you ate, those reasons 
I are not good reasons. I always caution you and say, okay, well, maybe you shouldn't start up running. Maybe you should do strength training instead or hit instead. The, what I like to say, what I like to encourage you to do, if those are your reasons and your reasons aren't for like stress relieving, I enjoy it. It feels really good for me. It clears my mind. If your reasons are more like aesthetic reasons, like body composition reasons, I like to say, let's, let's choose something else. So I say strength training workouts and lace in one to two short hit workouts per week. If your joints aren't like hurting and if your hormones aren't burnt out, then you can add in that those hit. Um, and then I always say like, you know, if you can walk most days of the week, doesn't even have to be a lot, you know, 10 to 30 minutes. Um, that's what I suggest. So strength training, lace and hit if your joints are feeling good and then walking most days of the week. So that tactic combined with obviously good, clean nutrition will be much more effective than running. However, again, if you run because it helps you mentally, then I say take three days a week and do full body strength. So um, in our membership, we just added three full body days on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you can do the full body strength days. That way you know you're hitting all of the muscles that you need to hit. And then maybe run on two to three days um, you know, in between. And I honestly think that taking two days of recovery is huge for results because it actually allows your body to heal. Muscle growth happens in the recovery. It doesn't happen in the workouts. So I really do suggest two days of recovery. If you really need to run three days then take one day, but definitely make sure that you're getting in those recovery days. Okay. But if you hate running and you're just doing it because you feel like you need to, or you feel like you need to burn calories or that it'll help your fitness, I'd love to give you permission to spend your time doing other forms of exercise. So let's go through why. First, let's start with the mechanics of running. From a physical or mechanical standpoint, my bias is to walk rather than run. And running is just a lot of repetitions and impact through the same joints in the same direction. If you have a small injury somewhere that might not even be giving you any symptoms at all because your body's really good at compensating, these highly repetitive movements and impact can magnify that small injury very quickly. So that's why I always like to say, maybe we should spend our time doing something else. Um, have you ever had an injury where you're like, I felt completely fine. And I did something like, um, I had a client say one time, I just cracked a bed sheet and my shoulder just like blew up <laughs> or like I bent over to just like pick up a piece of paper on the floor and my back like just gave out. Those are, it's nothing to be afraid of, but a lot of people have those because they're doing these repetitive exercise routines, slowly wearing down and accentuating these little injuries that are really common in most people and oftentimes will give you no problems. But if you're doing this repetitive impact over and over and over, it can start to accelerate those issues and cause a bigger problem than maybe it wouldn't, than maybe it would if you were doing less repetitive, less impact. And impact isn't a bad thing if it's in the right dosage, which dosage will vary for each person, right? How much someone can tolerate, how much impact can someone can tolerate is very variable between people. I do think that impact has been demonized incorrectly. I think that small amounts of it have been shown to improve joint health depending on the program and depending on how it progresses. But most people just progress way too quickly. They don't allow for recovery days. They do more and more and more. They pound away at their body and then they end up paying for it 
um, soon after or sometimes years after if you're lucky with joint issues. There's also, from a mechanical standpoint, there's heavy eccentric components, which means um, when an eccentric movement is the lowering phase of any exercise or movement. So this can put a lot of stress on your tendons, especially the quads and the lower leg muscles like the anterior tibialis. So eccentrics are obviously a great way to gain strength, but again, they have to be dosed properly and doing too many eccentric you know, repetitive movements can end up straining muscles, putting too much stress through joints and end up just not feeling really great. So that's another mechanical reason why running maybe isn't my favorite. It's just really high repetition and can be stressful on joints. Now, from a muscle loading standpoint, running is a steady state activity, which means that it can be carried out for a long period of time. Any repetitive movement that can be carried out for a long period of time without any rest is utilizing more of your type one muscle fibers. These are your endurance muscle fibers. These fibers, although they're important, are small and they don't take up much space. So instead of challenging your larger muscle fibers like you would in strength training where you can only do you know, uh, 20 reps or less, you're challenging more of those type two muscle fibers Um, instead of doing that, you're using a smaller percentage of your weakest slow twitch muscle fibers that are smaller, don't take up as much muscle mass and aren't responsible for muscle growth. So if you're exclusively running, this means that those larger type two muscle fibers start to atrophy and you begin to lose muscle because your muscular system is a use it or lose it system. Muscle is very metabolically expensive, which means it takes a lot of effort for your body to maintain muscle. So your body loves the path of least resistance. It always wants to conserve energy. So if it senses that, hey, you're not really using those big type two muscle fibers that are taking up a lot of space and they're really metabolically expensive and they're taking a lot of effort for us to maintain, Let's go ahead and break that down. She's not using it. She doesn't need it. Let's break it down. Let's get rid of it. Let's make our body more efficient. So this is how you can start to lose muscle if you are only running and you're not strength training. And additionally, because muscle is so metabolically expensive, it's a primary way to improve your metabolism. So starting up a running routine with the idea that it will help you lose weight is just not effective because you're working against your body. You're, you potentially over time are slowing down your metabolism because you're losing muscle. Additionally, when you cut calories, but you aren't strength training, your body will not only decrease fat, but it will also decrease muscle, bone, and connective tissue. This will lower your basal metabolic rate because you've lost muscle and you'll have to quote unquote diet your entire life to maintain a certain weight. Again, because your body is use it or lose it. So when it senses she's not using that muscle, we're not only going to break down muscle when you run or break down fat when you run, but we're also going to break down muscle. So your entire basal metabolic rate tends to decline over time. However, when you're strength training, you are placing a high demand on your system to, to lay down more muscle, more bone, more connective tissue, because you have to use it, more neural tissue. So the body's weight loss will come more exclusively from fat. So if you control your nutrition by eating unprocessed foods and control insulin levels, see a nutrition specialist about this. Um, There is an awesome nutrition program by a registered dietitian on the Evlo uh, platform if you're interested in that, if you're an Evlo member. So if you do all of these things, strength train, eat, eat well, 
you can start to approach a healthy body fat with lots of protective muscle and a great, great working metabolism. So this leads me to the next kind of myth about running, which is that it burns a lot of calories, which will help you lose weight faster. I think a lot of people run because they think they can burn more calories in less time than if they were to walk. And yes, this is true. You do burn more calories running than walking. It's just more effort. But I want to teach you to train smarter, not harder. If you train smarter, not harder, you save time, you stress your system less, and your joints and your system age much more effectively, right? Which is the goal. We want to age our system less and build our body up more. Running ten, running begins to get easy as your body learns patterns of movement that will lead to the path of least resistance. So basically your body adapts to running and running gets easier the more you do it. And this means as you get more efficient at doing something, you'll actually burn less calories doing it and you won't see great results from it. So that's kind of the paradox is like, yes, it burns more calories than walking, but the more and more you run, the less and less calories you actually burn from it because your body gets really efficient. Again, your body's always trying to conserve energy and it'll find the path of least resistance. So in other words, as you increase your efficiency in running, your adaptation or the benefits that you're getting from that exercise decrease, right? So remember that your bread and butter when it comes to exercise is resistance training. I firmly believe that for anyone of any age, no matter what you're doing, your bread and butter, most of your time exercising should be resistance training. And any cardio on top of that is just bonus, right? Because you can get cardio from strength training. Your heart and lungs don't know the difference between whether you are running at you know 60% effort or if you're lifting a weight at 60% effort. They just know that there is increased demand for blood and oxygen, so your heart and lungs have to work faster to meet that demand. So your resistance training can also improve your cardiovascular system. But if you are doing some extra cardio, um, if you decide that you want to run or if you are walking or even doing like some short hit sessions, that extra cardio should only be done if it doesn't disrupt your resistance training sessions or if it's stressing your joints so much that um, you can't recover properly, right? Because if your joints are overstressed and if your body's overstressed, if your system's overstressed, you can't give all of your effort to your resistance training sessions, right? It'll kind of wash away the effort um, that you can give to building your muscles, which should be your bread and butter when it comes to your resistance training. Additionally, since steady state cardio doesn't place high demand on on those type two muscles, it doesn't meaningfully empty the glycogen stores in your muscles. Doesn't meaningfully empty the glycogen stores in your muscles. And I talked about this in detail in my podcast. I think it was like one of my fourth or fifth podcasts. It's called um, Exercise Can Either Increase or Decrease Your Metabolism. We talk about this in depth, but I'll just introduce the concept here for a second. So if you're not emptying your glycogen stores in your muscle through resistance training, this can lead to more circulating glucose in your bloodstream, which will be stored as body fat. So here's how this works. Every time you eat, the food that you eat is converted into glucose, which is either used by the body um, in your daily movements and, or you know, the processes in your body, digestion, letting your heart beat, um, 
cleaning out your immune system, all of those things. So that glucose is either an exercise, that glucose is either used by your body or it's stored in the liver or in the muscles. And um, this is so that when you do a movement, your body can pull that glucose that, or it's converted to glycogen, that glycogen out of your muscles and use it to power your movements, like in strength training. However, when the glycogen stores in your muscles are full, when they're topped off, the excess glucose is stored as body fat. So regularly emptying those glycogen stores by strength training and tapping into those glycogen stores, using those muscles, your body goes, oh, she's gonna use her muscles. We gotta empty those glycogen stores. This can leave more room for new glucose to travel into the cells and is less likely for glucose to be stored as fat. So since running doesn't substantially tap into those type two muscle fibers, it doesn't empty those glycogen stores and it isn't super effective for weight loss. So just remember, weight gain isn't because you aren't running enough, isn't because you aren't exercising enough. Weight gain is from food abundance or, and or often hormone imbalance, right? So when your body is in a state of, it isn't in a state of homeostasis, it's in a state of chaos, the last thing it wants to do is burn fat, right? Because fat can oftentimes mean that you have those emergency stores. So weight gain isn't because you aren't exercising enough. Weight gain is from food abundance. Studies actually show that there's a difference of 1,000 calories between feeling satisfied and feeling full. 1,000 calories, which can be a lot, right? And there are, there's a difference between two to 3,000 calories between feeling full and feeling stuffed. Many people will try to run the day after they've overindulged, thinking that they can burn off some of what they ate. This can drive guilt-driven exercise, which will have you looking at, looking at your watch for the metrics about your workouts. It's kind of more of a punishing type of workout, which just never works long-term and probably isn't very good for your mental health either. So I'm not saying you shouldn't overindulge every once in a while. Please don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying that we shouldn't overindulge and then rely on our workouts to burn off everything that we've eaten because it just doesn't work that way. Because the problem is to burn off the amount of calories that you consume from being stuffed. So let's say it's two, two or 3000 calories a female may have to run around 45 miles, which could take close to like six hours. <laughs> so therefore burning off what you ate just is not a solution. So we should not rely on our workouts to um, you know, indulge in food that we think that we probably shouldn't be eating and then try to just run it off the next day because it just doesn't work like that. Additionally, burning more and more and more calories by working out actually isn't proven to work because of something that I've talked about in a lot of my podcasts called constrained energy model. What happens is that when your body senses you are approaching an upper limit of energy expenditure for the day or amount of calories that you're burning for the day, it will downregulate other systems in order to keep you at a certain limit. Your body is really smart and it doesn't just let you burn and burn and burn and burn. It will, it will kind of cap you at a certain limit. So what happens is if you exercise a lot or really hard, your body will downregulate in other ways. You will move less un, um, unintentionally. So it's called NEAT, which is, I think it's non-exercise, non 
exercise activity thermogenesis. So just like talking with your hands, shaking your leg, things like that, that, that kind of thing will happen less unintentionally. So that will be a way that your body uh, saves energy. You will also downregulate other systems in your body, like your digestion, um, even your mental health, your immune system. These are the reasons why you can, uh, start your over exercise can affect your entire body. You're burning too many calories in your exercise. All of your other systems start to crash because your body is starting to down regulate other systems. So this just means that you can't burn and burn and burn and burn in your workouts and dig yourself into a deeper calorie deficit and earn your food because at some point your body caps at calorie expenditure despite your, what your fitness watch is telling you. And this is another reason why I don't love fitness watches is just because they're not very accurate and, um, they don't, they're, they're based on your heart rate, not necessarily how you're building your muscle. And the last thing I'll say about running and weight loss is that if your focus is on weight loss, which is why many people will do cardio or they'll do cardio because they want to, you know, in, overindulge or they did overindulge the day before and they feel like they need to burn it off. Um, notice what happens to your hunger. So do you get starving after a run or does it stabilize your hunger cues? And people are different, right? So some, everyone will respond differently and just, just notice what kind of happens. Maybe if you do a walk instead of a run, do you get super hungry afterwards or do you feel less hungry? Um, again, everyone's a bit different. Personally, I find that I'm starving after I do any kind of steady state, um, steady state cardio, like swimming, biking, jogging, whatever elliptical. And if you do get hungry after these activities, it might make it harder for you to stay, um, on your, on your nutrition plan. So that's something to kind of consider and look at if you are interested in weight loss. And again, remember cardio is not necessary at all for weight loss because weight loss is about reducing food abundance, not about exercising more. I, I really don't like to talk about weight loss a lot, but I know it's a reality for a lot of people. Okay, so lastly, let's talk about how too much running can inhibit your efforts with strength training. Remember, strength training is your bread and butter. We wanna build more muscle, that is our goal. Too much cardio can cancel out your efforts in your training sessions because it can decrease protein synthesis overstress your central nervous system and leave you feeling frustrated that you've put in all of this time and you're not seeing changes in your body composition, but you're feeling pain and soreness and you're cranky and moody and you're not sleeping very well, right? You have to be careful about how much extra activity you're adding because more activity is only effective to a certain point. Yes, most of America is sedentary, but I feel like we either go to one extreme or the other. We either, we either work out way too much and backtrack ourselves, or we are not moving at all. So you've got to find that in-between point. Again, it's going to vary a little bit from every single person. So going beyond um, how much exercise is, like doing too much exercise will end up getting diminishing returns. Basically, you're stressing your body and impairing muscle recovery, but no longer getting the benefits of the workout because of the constrained energy model that I discussed earlier. And again, you can also decrease your protein synthesis, which, allow, which won't allow your muscles to recover and actually get stronger because of the overstress onto your body. Because too much cardio can stunt your muscles from growing because of the overstress to your system, like I said, this is why I prefer walking. Um, it gets you moving, but it's much less stressful on your system and much less likely to impair recovery. 
Okay, so hopefully this was helpful. I've gotten a lot of requests about this. And again, if you run because you love it, I don't want to discourage you or scare you away from running. I just have gotten a lot of questions about my opinion on running. Um, so I hope that this was helpful. Um, and again, if you would like to try my classes, uh, click the link in my show notes. There's seven free classes that you can try and take over and over. If you're ready to just jump in and join Evlo, we would love to have you. It's www.evlofitness.com, E-V-L-O fitness.com. All right, that's it. We will see you all next week. Bye, everybody.